Welcome to City Talk with Sabrina Bangle and Lee Bettis. Hey, good morning. No, it's not morning, as Sabrina always says. Uh, good Friday. It's a nice Friday to be alive. Um, it's been a really, really cool week. You're here on City Talk. Today we have our very own heavily armed uh, <laughs> Denny Booker, Commissioner Booker, uh, former Alderman Booker with us. Good morning, Denny. Good morning. And you are sitting in for Sabrina, who is actually, if, if anybody ever knew this, she's an avid hunter. She is um, actually out hunting again today. Yeah. Um, happy hunting, Sabrina, and uh, we miss you, and we'll see you back here next Friday. But meanwhile, we've got um, Denny in the house to tell us all about what? What is there to tell us about? I don't know. I thought you were going to tell me what to tell us. About. No, I, <laughs> no, I'm not mayor anymore. I can't do that. Yeah, that's true. Um, no, Denny's a, Denny's a county commissioner. I know there's a lot going on. Um, you, you, you're, so we'll get an update on the, on the, on what's going on in the County. If there is anything going on in the County. And I'd really like to know what you know about that James city bypass. Okay. We can talk about all that stuff. Um, let's talk about that bypass. Um, the James city bypass is, uh, is not going to happen as quickly as they originally said. Really shocking. It is shocking. It is shocking because normally, uh, when you're dealing with government, and everything goes quickly department of transportation things happen in a snap but uh it, <laughs> in all in all seriousness it's a big deal all and most people don't think about this and and um it's put paving the road is is the probably the last 25 percent actually creating the new road infrastructure that's got to be moved uh Everything from water to cable to sewer to electric, all those things have to be dealt with before anything can be done as as far as actually starting the road construction. And the the thing that they're working on first is getting the access roads improved and extended. If, If you think about the access road as you're going down past Trent and the old family tire, and you come to an end. Well, that's got to be extended, and it's going to go over to the right along the railroad track, uh, behind Dunkin' Donuts, and then back around, and it's got to go all the way down to Carolina Colors, that access road. Honest to God, so they got to put in a road before they, they can put, put in a road. a road before they can build the road. So the traffic has somewhere to go. Uh, so that's that's part of it. Um that's your district, by the way, isn't it? It is my district, and and uh, I I have a lot of concerned people that, that live over there. The first thing that they did to prepare for this is put a roundabout at the airport. Yeah, I saw that. Okay, so to, you can now go through the airport without going past the terminal. You can go straight through, and that'll allow people from Carolina Colors, Taberna, and all those areas to go through and not have to go out onto seventy to get into town. They can go through the airport, take a left, go on um, uh, Howell Road, which brings them out by the outback, over the bridge, and into town, and never get on 70. Hold on. Can we do this? Um, Is there any way we can just bleep that out? Because that was my secret way of going when there was traffic, and I don't want anybody else to know that. So um, just bleep that segment out. Thanks, Danny, for ruining it for the rest of us. Okay, that's fine. I'm always happy to help. 
That's, so that's that's really why that roundabout was put in there. That's why it was put in. Yes, to alleviate some of the 70 traffic to make it so that uh, there's an alternative to getting into town for all those residents that live on that side of the river, on that side of the uh, 70. And, and let me tell you something. I mean, and it is it is a big concern. Uh, yesterday there was a big huge accident right um, right before we got to the big bridge on 70 to get in, and and it, you you just see how vulnerable that side of town is you know one traffic accident that holds everybody up yep. you can't you can't get you can't go 70 west yep. you can't get into newburn you can't get over that bridge and and that's a huge concern i i, I haven't seen the numbers for 2020 but in 2019 there were over 500 traffic accidents between the trent river and carolina colors on 70 or on the access roads, over 500. And some of them were um, were fatalities. Most were fender benders, so, but most of them were T-bones where somebody was running a light, taking a left, trying to not wait for another light. Uh, and somebody had a green and they kept going. And uh, a lot of them were people coming out onto 70 on a green light, thinking they had a green light where a truck was coming and didn't stop. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that and, and that's 500. That that's uh, it was over 500. It was pushing two a day, um, and some days there were two or three. The 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 number of of accidents, the number of vehicles, the number of people that were injured, and one of those people a couple of years ago was was an acquaintance of mine. She was hit broadside. Uh, she survived, but she died within a year from her injuries. So this bypass, this new road, will eliminate 90% of that because the people crossing 70 are going to go under it, and the people getting on 70 are going to go up a ramp and blend in like they would on any interstate. So, uh, explain that to me. So when we're coming off right now, so everybody knows where we are, we're on 70 east. We're, you know, the bridge is 70 east. You're coming into the little James City area. Yeah. So is that all going to be an elevated highway there? Yes, it's going to be elevated and go up over Williams Road is the first road. That's where the, Is that where the um, food line is? Yes, that's where the, the Burger King is on the corner. Uh, the gas station is now closed, uh, the Shell station. You know that McDonald's there? It never had a it never had a ice cream machine working anyway. So <laughs> well, so we don't care. No. So when you come from the city of Newburn over the Trent River, you're going to go up over Williams Road. Okay. And, and the people on Williams Road can go under and go through. There'll be a roundabout. There won't be any lights. The lights are going to be gone. It's going to be roundabouts. And uh, the traffic engineer from DOT explained it to me like this. He said. When you have a light, number one, you got maintenance of a light. You got you got to repair it occasionally. There's cost to running it. He said a roundabout, once it's built, is maintenance free pretty much. And he said the big deal is you don't have rear enders and you don't have you don't have people hitting side. If whatever you have is usually a, a side to side, not and a T-boner, not a T-bone. And he said the accidents are much less and much less severe when they do happen. So what what's going to happen is that area that area where the McDonald's and gas station that's where the roundabout will be, uh, in that area, yes. And so then moving moving forward, moving forward, going going east past James City. Yep. What, 
Um, 70 is going to be, what, a closed off to, to people coming in and out? Or? No, you can get on. It'll be a ramp. You'll go up a ramp and get on. But yeah, I understand that part. But then, like, moving towards Havelock, what can we expect? Okay, the same thing's going to happen down at the next road, airport road. You're going to go up over, and the traffic will go under. So there'll be five of those. That sounds awfully expensive. Five places you're going to go up and down. The last one will be uh, Carolina Colors. So this this is going to um, this is a big deal. To no, it's huge. It, it, That's why I was asking. I kept asking Sabrina. I kept asking Sabrina, and Sabrina said we'll get someone from the DOT. But since you're here today, and that's your district, I just I, I just wanted to know, and I didn't realize how big a deal it was. There, the British call them flyovers. So you're yep. going to have five flyovers. Yes, exactly. And and the the preparation um, means that that forty different buildings are going to come down. Forty. Some have already. Uh, the shopping center, if you haven't noticed, where it used to be Andy's Highway 55. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's gone. That shopping center's gone. Totally gone. The sun tanning bed, too? Everything. I, I never even used that sun tanning bed because <laughs> we have sun outside. But <laughs> Yeah, it's gone. And uh, First Citizens Bank is going to be gone. They've already moved to Carolina Colors. Um, a whole uh, – and, and – there's there's some negative to this too. You know we've talked about this before, but a lot of people have lost their jobs. How about the people that worked at the Shell station and and uh, the ladies inside? They've been there for a long time. They're out of a job. Uh, the people that worked at McDonald's, there were probably 20 employees there out of a job. And so uh, this this takes a toll on the community. I was the the I lived down. Um, you know the Monets where you turn off to yep. go to Monets. Which, what road's that? Thurman. Thurman Road. Thurman Road. There was a gas station on the left-hand side over there. Yep. And I went in there. Um, I went in there one Sunday afternoon. It was probably about two or three weeks ago, and looking for a Gatorade because I was parched, and there was no Gatorade in there. And then I looked around and there was no water in there. And I looked around. There was no nothing in there. So I went up to the guy. I said, "Must have been a really busy day. Everybody was parched." And he said, "Nope." Um, they came in this morning and told us that as of eleven o'clock tonight, we're closed. And, and we're not opening again. And I said, well, yeah, just like you said, he goes, well, what are you going to do for a job? Because I don't know. Um, they came in and told him we weren't supposed to, it wasn't supposed to close until September. And then that day they just came in. So you're absolutely right. What are they going to do for jobs? And the other thing that it t takes is a toll on business people who want to stay in business. They want to run their business. And probably the biggest challenge in that area is Riverside Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, that building is going to come down, but it can't come down until they get relocated. So if you're driving toward Havelock, you'll notice there's a new bunch of construction going on by the Toyota dealer. Yeah, I wonder that, what that is. That's going to be Riverside Chrysler Dodge GMC, not GMC, Chrysler Dodge Jeep. But they can't get it up as quickly as they would like to so that the DOT wanted them out now so they could knock that down. So it's a it's a it's a big challenge to to put something like this together. So what what can we expect on the timeline? I don't know. I can't tell you. I, initially, they said const actual construction would start at the end of this year, beginning of next year. Um, I think they're still going to be working on the infrastructure 
on getting the buildings down that need to come down, et cetera. Uh, so I don't know, Lee. I think sometime next year you're going to see actual construction start. Well, no, the infrastructure stuff I, I get. I guess the uh, I guess you know all the sewer from Carolina Carolina Colors and all the sewer from all those places Averna. over there. Uh, it, it probably runs right down the highway. Doesn't it does, it? and you know, uh, you it may goes re- under the river there. You may remember it's uh, it's under the bridge. There's a big pipe that goes under that bridge. If you're on a boat and you go under and you look up. You'll see a big pipe. That's where the sewer goes from all those subdivisions over to the city's um, sewer plant. So that's all stuff that's got to be dealt with before they can actually start bringing in the excavators and tearing up the current road and building a new road. All right. Uh, and, and, you know, and I guess the, the delays over there are just going to be inevitable. Yeah, although the uh, construction company is going to work at night. Uh, they've committed, I don't know how they can do this, but they say that they're going to have the uh, preparation done so that traffic won't be a whole lot worse than it is now. It's pretty bad now, uh, particularly on a, a beach weekend. Uh, so they're committed to, uh, to try to minimize the delays. You know how they can say that? Uh, and with all honesty, how they could say that? They wanted the contract. Well, I'm sure that's part of it. Yeah. All right. And then the second part, the second part is what's going to happen. Are you, we're now we're down past care. Uh, we're down past Carolina, uh, Carolina going, going uh, farther east towards yes. Havelock. Yeah. What, what's that going to look like out there? Uh, Same kind of scenario is going to happen there. Um, that's already designed. I, I, I say designed. I've already seen the plans for that. And, all the crossroads are going to be eliminated. Uh, there's going to be access roads built, and uh, it'll be "quote unquote" interstate all the way through the new Havelock bypass onto 70 past past Havelock. So, and you know that's and that was what confused me when it said bypass. We're not going to go building a road through the forest to bypass, and we're going to do flyovers like we're doing in James City. Correct. No. Yeah, that's right. There's no. The only new road is the new road going around Havelock. That is going to go out in, and it's under construction right now. That all right? That so that's that's what I was wondering. So they we're going to divert, we're going to divert around Havelock, beginning where someone before Cherry Point. Uh, yeah. When you're coming toward Havelock, uh, about a half a mile before that first light, you'll see they're already working on construction and going out to the right and going around, and it'll come back in past the last light in Havelock, uh, maybe a quarter to a half a mile past that, the road comes back in on 70. I mean, that's, think about it, but that's got to have a, a tremendous adverse impact on Havelock's economy, wouldn't it? Wouldn't you say? I don't know. I'm a, well, that was a question, and I well, should have put it um, in question I, form. I don't know the exact numbers, but the last, I think what I heard was that 60% of all traffic on 70 today is not going to stop anywhere. They're strictly through traffic, 60%. So if someone does want to stop, they can they can stop, they can go in, they can get gas, they can get food, whatever. But yeah, I suppose it's going to have some negative effect on on the, on that area, I would think. All right, while we're thinking about it, Kelly, remind me, we've got to move our billboard because it's going to be worthless pretty soon in Havelock. We have a billboard in Havelock. Okay. Have you seen it? No, I have not. You haven't? It's right by the Walmart. No, I try not to look at it. <laughs> really it's me kelly and mr chestnut our dog ah we named, i'll look for it yeah it's it's the one with the dog and kelly you don't have to look at me in particular okay all right 
Good. No. All right. So that, that makes me, you know, maybe sometime next year and then probably for the next two or three years. It'll... It's, a, it's a couple years worth of construction. Yeah. Once they actually start the construction in about two years, I think. And you know what? It goes by faster than you think, because remember when the remember when they took the old uh, the old turnstile drawbridge down in Newburn? Yeah. And you couldn't go over there for what three years? Uh, about several years, yeah. And we all, you know, and everybody's like, "The sky's falling." I know I, in particular, was going, "The sky's falling." How you can do it? What yeah. the sky's falling? And you know what? We all survived. Yeah, everybody got around it, went around it, and figured out how to get here. So, so are you? Um, and I ask, I ask uh, Sabrina this every week. Are, are you guys still doing the um, these county commissioner meetings? We do. You, you do? Yeah, we do. Oh, all right. Uh, so what's going on with the county commission? Well, we had a really interesting one Monday night. Monday night, it was uh, it was moved to the convention center so that to accommodate the crowd. What were you guys giving out, government cheese? No, we had uh, we had about 200, I don't know, between 100 and 200 people. With no, no free snacks, nothing people showed free, up. Nothing free oh. other than advice. Um, we... Uh, our, our main topic that drew the crowd was critical race theory. You know, and I, and I should be more on top of this. Uh, I should be more on top of this. And, and I haven't really looked it up because we're working hard and blah, 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 blah. But what is the issue ar- around? I, I don't know anything about it, so treat me like I don't know anything about it. The first suggestion I would have for you would be go next door and, and ask Gary Clemens for 10 minutes. And you'll get educated far better than I can educate you. Gary Clemens, he's an attorney here who works with Chestnut and Clemens. That's correct. And he is a very smart guy. He's absolutely diligently smart. And he has done a lot of study on critical race theory, more than I have. But let let me just say that it's a theory that's been around for 20, 30 years. Um, Essentially, the fear... And we, we passed a resolution on Monday night, we the commissioners, asking the, the school board to not allow critical race theory to be taught in the public schools in Craven County. Similar to the resolution that the, that the uh, state representatives, Steve Tyson and company, they passed a similar resolution two months ago. So this isn't something we invented or came up with. It's, it's been passed, I think, in 15 or 20 states around the country. Um, Let me, while you're, while you're telling us about that, I'm going to look it up and see exactly what we're talking about. Because, I, I mean, I know there's a, lot of, there's a lot of hubbub, and I guess we just started hearing about critical race theory. First time I heard the word words were probably about three, four, five months ago. Yeah, within, within it, the last year. And so... Uh, and I, well, I just don't understand what let, it is, Danny. Let, let me tell you what the fear is, okay? Two things. Number one, the theory that if you're white, you're automatically prejudiced, okay? You are prejudiced if you're a white person. And the kids don't need to hear that. Uh, they don't need – and at least one case I heard where a kid went home and told his parents that they were prejudiced, and they said, what? And he said, the child said, well, you're white. So that makes you prejudiced. All right. Here's what, here's this. I'm reading this out of the, and I'm reading this out of the, obviously Wikipedia is the smartest thing on the planet besides you. Yeah. Uh, critical race theory is a theory propounded by legal scholars 
It's been employed by civil rights activists to examine the intersection of race and U.S. law and to challenge mainstream American liberal approaches to racial justice. CRT examines social, cultural, and legal issues primarily as they relate to racism. Um, that, 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 that doesn't tell me a darn thing. Well, it says what I just said, and that is that there's division and division being taught and that we are being taught that if you're not, if you're white, you're racist. You have no choice. You're a racist. That's number one. The second thing is that minorities are taught, as far as critical race theory, uh, that uh, if you're a minority, you're automatically eliminated from success. In other words, you're, you, have no, you have no ability to function and catch up and be equal. So it's, it's to me, I mean, I, and I just read a little bit more while, while you're doing it. It sounds to me like a, it integrates uh, every aspect of society. It's like cultural, uh, cultural, mostly economic. Yep. Uh, and, you know, if the, the economic infrastructure is what it's what, what I'm understanding is the economic, cultural, social infrastructure of the United States was built um, was built with with white people in mind and specifically to disadvantage people who weren't white. Yes. It, you know, Denny, I got I got a not for nothing, but you and I both know that to a large extent, uh, minorities have been systematically excluded from from, you know, housing opportunities. You know, when we were going through the housing authority stuff, what I learned, what I learned there. And I didn't know this because I'm dumb. But you know they were we they were built into people's titles, written into people's titles, yep. and deeds for houses uh, that they couldn't that you couldn't sell to yep. to blacks and yep. y- and you couldn't sell to minorities, and so we kind of did systematically, we did systematically force people in. And I learned this once again when we were going through the housing authority stuff. We systematically um, and economically created these these, you know, uh, I guess the words housing projects, ghettos, whatever you want to call them. We, we did do stuff like that structurally in America. So There's no question. And when, when we had this meeting Monday night, we had about 50 people who came to the podium to speak. And the biggest opponents to us passing this resolution, there was a large group who came forth and said, do not pass this. And their whole, their whole uh, approach was you're trying to... St- to uh, prevent us from teaching history. We need to teach history. Critical race theory doesn't, it, 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 it doesn't have to do with teachers teaching history. We all, as commissioners said, we believe that our kids need to know the history. They need to know about slavery. They need to know about the kind of thing you're talking about. But that's behind us, let's go forward and treat everyone equally. And this country's had a, uh, a, a lot of warts, as somebody said at the meeting, but we're certainly way beyond a lot of that. And we continue to get better and better. But uh, this was never designed for children. It was a, and Gary Clemens said it best. He said, if you wanna teach this at a college level course, then make it an elective at the University of North Carolina, where I graduated. That was Gary speaking, not me. And he said, it's fine, teach it. But he said it does not belong in schools, either elementary, middle, or high school. Well, and, and here's, my, here's my question. Since, I've, since I heard this thing 
you know, since it's popped up, it's popped up about three, four, five months ago on the radar screen and everybody seems to be talking about it. Where is the big push for this to, to be taught? Where's, where's that push coming from? Is there, is there a cohesive, um, is there a cohesive point where you can go, Oh, this, this individual, this group, this governmental agency is saying, let's push CRT. There are people that are saying push it. I don't think any governmental agency. It's not is coming doing from that. the from the federal. Is there still a federal board of education or? There's a state. But do the feds have a? Or did we get rid uh, of the? I can't answer that. Yeah. So, where where is this big push coming from? I don't know. And and I mean, I guess I guess why is it getting pushed right now? Well, number one, the people that came again to the podium against this resolution said. It's not being taught, so why are you bothering with this? I guess we. I were, guess that was my question. Okay, That's, we're bothering with it because we don't want it to be taught. We want to get ahead of that. We don't want to wait until it's being taught and then say, "Oh, stop teaching it." We want our school board to know from from right now that we, the commissioners, who tax this county, who provide the tax dollars for these schools, we don't want it taught. So don't even think about teaching it. That was our purpose. Yeah, and it, it to me, to me, it seems like an awfully complex issue that it very, it, it, it very. Look, I, I got it, and you know, I, I've I got it. I've studied all this stuff. I studied a lot of the stuff, um, uh, sociological and cultural torts in law school. There's a whole there's a whole class, on, a whole course on that, an upper level law school class on cultural torts, which you know, is the systematic and systemic um, alienation of protected classes. I got that. And, and I understand that that thoroughly exists. And I understand right now that there's a disparity. There's a disparity. If you look around your towns, there's a disparity in income and, and, and housing conditions between, you know, whites and minorities. Now, the, the issue is how, I think it boils down to how do we resolve this? Do we, do we, um, and, that, and I think that's what, I think, you know, I was just listening to, uh, it, it's, I think it's going to be the 59th anniversary of the Civil Rights Act coming up, um, the March on Selma, uh, and, the, and the, uh, the Martin Luther King. Uh, I, had a, I had a dream speech. It's the, the, in August 29th, August 29th in Washington, there's going to be, a, you know, I think the 59th anniversary of that, and his son's going to be there talking. Uh, you know, we have, we have these system, systemic problems how we resolve them. And that's the interesting thing, Denny. That's absolutely the interesting thing to me. Given that we that we know we have these things, where what what's the better approach to or what is the approach you do to ameliorating the situation? Do we go to do we go to uh in elementary schools and indoctrinate kids on on you know untried untried educational process so we indoctrinate a whole group of people and that's what it is if you control the education you control the yep. indoctrination of yep. kids yep. if you control the past and the what history gets taught you control the future yep. and, it, and it reeks of it reeks to me of indoctrination but moving forward i guess i guess the, the way we like and i don't know and i'm and i guess i'm not really good at asking the question so i'll just leave it up to you because you're a county commissioner moving forward i guess what you would suggest is that when when we pass resolutions, when we make laws for the county, when we make laws for the state, we make sure that they're free. We examine them. We make sure that they're free of the of past mistakes. Is that is that what we do? Well, I would hope so. And uh, and you know, you ask a question: How do we resolve these uh, inequities? Uh, my answer would be slowly. 
Uh, you can't wave a, a magic wand and make it go away. You've got to do it piece by piece. Um, one of the things, jumping back to the, um, and this sort of relates, I guess, jumping back to the, uh, the bypass, mm-hmm. um, one of the things that the DOT did that I was very impressed by was they've set up an academy which has had two classes now, and I'm trying to remember uh, how many nights. I think it's about 20 nights, four weeks, five weeks, four nights a week, from 6 o'clock until 10 o'clock. They are teaching a group of young men and women construction, uh, call it intro to construction, Mm -hmm. and they're preparing them for jobs when this bypass actually happens with the construction companies. We've had two classes that have been completed. I think about 13 graduates in each class. It's being taught by the community college. Uh, They're starting with the very elementary things, how to get to work on time, how to dress properly, um, what's required by you. you. And they started with about 20 in each class, and they weeded a a few out over the the, uh, five weeks. Uh, they're getting ready to start a third class. And so, I, I did see the I did see the commencement, uh, the graduation commencement yeah. um, on CTV three. There was twenty four people, uh, some all with their uh, neon vests, holding signs. Some said stop, and some said slow. So they learned that one. <laughs> well, some of them may be flag people that stop the traffic and stop. start it slow. But the bottom line is that would be an entry level job, which would then allow them to move into more. Uh, more and better jobs. And some of these folks are guys and gals that worked in some of these places that we talked about, McDonald's, et cetera. So, you know, that's a little thing, but, but it's, a, it's an important thing. And the DOT has involved the whole community in James City and it invited people. You want to learn about construction? You want to learn about how to get a good job? Come on in and join this academy. So it's by the way, in, in all seriousness, if anybody wants to learn about that, can they go on the county website or where would they go to get not on the county website? No, um, the community college probably has something on their website um, uh, and maybe the DOT does. Uh, I'm not sure. I think those would be, would be the two entities that would be able to. And if they can't find it anywhere, they can contact me and I can uh, I can direct them. Okay. Uh, I'll find out how to get them started. Um, and my information is on the county website, so my contact information. Or you could just see you walking down the street sometime. And just you could do that, too. I walk around here a lot. Well, you know, look, and Denny, you've been you've been on this earth far longer than um, I have. And Be careful. Uh, no, no, no. And, and there's a wisdom. There's a wisdom to it. And so and I, I've always respected your wisdom. I joke about it, but I, I've always respected your wisdom. And I don't know if I'm right or if I'm wrong, but to me, it seems like, you know, the the greater issues are, the greater issue is, is divisiveness. So the CRT thing seems to be being pushed to divide. It's not a uniting thing. And I see that with um, politics, you know, Democrat versus Republican, independent or whatever, uh, conservative, liberal. Have, have, is this the way it's always been that we've been this divided? What have you What have you seen? Um, I think it's worse now than it was uh, 20, 30 years ago for sure. But if you go back and look at our history, I just read the other day that in in the U.S. Senate, they uh, there was a fist fight that broke out. Back Strom Thurmond was the last one who got into a fist fight in the U.S. Senate. Yeah, 
So that he lost, by the way. Did he? Good. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I want to take sides there. But that happened uh, not infrequently. They they got into fights, and so there's always been this divide, and it's hard to understand how two people can view the same subject from such different viewpoints. But well, that is that's always been the case. Well, look. Kelly and I have been watching, you know, at night we like to watch a little, watch our little documentaries. We've been watching on uh, on uh, HBO the John Adams series, mm -hmm. and and you know, last night we were watching he last night we were watching and uh, you know Madison or not Madison um, John Adams is now the second president, and Hamilton the the amount of fights and subterfuge and intrigue and coming down to breaking up the union because Hamilton wanted a king and Adams wanted a, 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 a republic. So, yeah, I guess going back, you know, going back to our founding fathers, these people were ready to break up the union and fight. Je Jefferson wanted states' rights. Hamilton wanted whatever. So we were born out of an era. We were born out of a kind of argument. Yeah. It, it my wife is a, a big fan of an author by the name of David McCullough. That's who this John Adams. That, that's yeah. I read the Adams book, yeah. and it's by John McCullough. He also David did undaunted. Yeah. He did undaunted courage with uh, Lewis and Clark. Great, great book. That's who this is. It's yeah. McCullough. Yeah, and, and I've read that book also. And uh, anybody that ha hasn't read it needs to read it because it's a great book. Well, forget reading it if you if you don't want to read. Sit and sit there at watch night. This, watch watch it is on, yeah. on HBO. John Adams, John David McCullough. Yeah, it's 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 good. You don't have to read, and it brings it brings history to life. Yep. And you know, I've, I thought we'll put this on and we'll just go to sleep, but it brings history to life. And what it does is it shows us. Look, we were born out of a contentiousness, and there, you know, you had you just asked how can two reasonable people looking at the same issue come down to such vastly different. Um, Opinion. Opinions. Yep. Yep. Well, that's our country. That's that's the beauty of it because the uh, the alternative to that is to have a dictator. The, the alternative to that is to have a dictator, and that never worked out in the history of the world because then everybody else, you know, you got one dictator, everybody else becomes a serf. Yeah. So our approach with the arguing, maybe I, you know, and, and thank you for working through this. Right now, the contentiousness of the Republicans. The contentiousness of the Democrats, the liberals versus this one. We're battling it out for a marketplace of ideas for what our country should be. I mean, is that what you're seeing? I, I don't know. So. I think so. And uh, uh, I think the um, I think this guy was a president, but uh, one of our four, past presidents, I think his name was Obama, made a statement. Elections have consequences. And. When I hear people complain about our school board, and I hear that a lot, I remind them that in our last election, 53,000 people in this county voted, and that's a pretty good number when you consider we have 100,000, a little over 100,000. 100,000 voting eligible? No, 100,000 total. Oh, all right. So you take out the children, and you take out those who are not eligible to vote. Like dead people. Well, like dead people or people who are uh, not here legally, and now you're down to maybe seventy-five thousand or whatever. Fifty-three thousand voted for president. In one school board race, only forty-one thousand people voted. So eleven thousand people voted for president, 
and then came down the ballot, and when they got to school board, they didn't bother. Well, I was one of them. My eyes get tired reading all the way down there. Yeah, I understand. But the, but, but the part of the problem is the school board was not identified by party. It just had two names that you had to choose from. And if people didn't know, they, were, they just passed by. Well, our next election, as a result of something that we passed, which was contentious, uh, we passed uh, a, a bill that went to the state, and it's now been passed by the House, and the Senate's going to pass it, that says all school board candidates in the future will declare Republican or Democrat or uh, unaffiliated. So I think what 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 do you let me let me ask you this because I, I and I don't know and Denny thank you so much for coming on here and this is Denny Booker County Commissioner um, just wise wise New Bernian thank you once again for coming on and let me pick your brain but why why in your mind would um, would we do would the, should the ballot box or should the ballots do the work that the school board commissioners themselves should be doing? Look, if you have two people on that on that school board that are running for the same office, why shouldn't those two go out and do the hard work, pounding the pavement and say, this is what I stand for, this is what I don't stand for? Why should we let a D or an R determine it? That's a great question. The bottom line is people won't do the homework. They don't do the homework. Well, why won't the candidates go out and, and— Oh, I think they did. But but understand another piece of that that we changed was that candidates ran countywide. So they had to go from Harlow to Cove City and try to get their name out there. Okay? Well, we changed that. Now they're going to run within their district. So if if you're a candidate— for school board in District One, you only have to campaign in District One now. So, so we it's kind of like we've divided the school board into the alderman system, like everybody similar, has. similar. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it's but closer. I would say is the commissioner system. When I when I ran for commissioner, I didn't have to go to to Harlow or to Cove City. I focused on my area, which is primarily uh, in the city of Newburn and. The James City, uh, Bryce's Creek, Taberna, all those areas, um, Cherry Point Road, your area where you live, all these areas, that's all I had to focus on. But the school board up until now, they had to, can, they had to can, be candidates over the whole county. And, and you know what? That, I got to tell you, it's just, just, running from, just running for office in the city, it's, you wear out shoes after shoes after shoes just knocking on doors and if you had to do if you had to do it in the whole county i agree it, it would get it would get daunting just my district is over seventeen thousand people the whole city of newburn has six aldermen and they that's only thirty thousand so you're right um and and to run for mayor of course you have to cover the whole city but my point is that uh, that to to try to cover a hundred thousand people Campaigning for a small little school board seat um, was almost impossible. So what did people do? They either skipped it or they just voted for the person at the top or they voted for the person who's already been on the school board, the incumbent. All right. I mean, look, Danny, there's, there's no— 
there's no easy answers to the to what's going on in America right now. And there never have been easy answers no. for what for there was no easy answer when King George said, hey, we're going to tax you and we're going to do this without represent. There was no easy answers back then. There's no easy answers today. It, we have to what I hear you saying is we have to earn our freedom. We have to earn our country every every day, every election cycle. We have to earn it. The, the, the thing that the thing is how we're going to earn it. Do we earn it? Do we earn it with, um, you know, with what I don't like? I don't like all this. And Sabrina's always forever talking about this. You know, like people on Facebook just using nasty, horrible vitriol. Uh, and by the way, the um, the Federalist Papers with Hamilton were equally as, as vitriolic towards Adams. And, and it showed it. It showed it. They were calling him a squeaky little rat and all this other stuff. And he's yeah. sitting there in the White House going. And I was thinking, you know what? Those Federalist Papers are a lot like Facebook right now. Anonymous people writing stuff and spreading it out there. But to the greatest extent possible, I think that get involved and get involved. Be vocal. Be 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 vocal. Be adamant. Be emotional. Because this is our country. Whether you're a, a, a liberal or a, or a or a or a conservative, be vocal and and meet meet at the at the commissioners' meetings. Meet at meet at the voting stations. I think one thing that's disappointing is that hundred plus people show up about a resolution which is not binding. All it is is uh, us is telling the school board what we believe. A hundred plus people show up. I got, we got 170 emails at the count, 130, correction, emails asking us to pass the resolution. We got 70 emails asking us not to pass the resolution. So 200 people emailed the county. And when we did the budget, Two months ago, three months ago, we spent days pouring over each department and and how much each department was going to spend and do we need to buy a new truck and do we need a new how many new patrol cars does the sheriff need? We spent days pouring over that. We then had a public hearing where people could come in and ask questions and tell us their thoughts. And our budget is $120 million. That's a lot of money. And that's going to all be taxed to you and me and all the people in the county. How many people showed up at that public hearing? Zero. Zero. Well, I mean, as I always tell Sabrina, to be fair, budgets are boring. There's no, you know, budgets are just boring. And you, you want, you want to, you know, these, these uh, issues like CRT and all these other issues that we want to jump on. You can get emotionally charged. Yeah. Nobody's going to get emotionally charged. Well, you need another, uh, you need another. Um, what was that thing? The the dump back, uh, the, the a truck with a dump back on yeah. it. Knuckle boom truck with a dump back. Yeah. I remember, yeah, who's going to get up? Oh, we don't need a knuckle boom truck with a dump back. We, you know, it's like yeah. you can't get involved. Yeah. We're looking for something to get agitated about, and so you get agitated about. You find something to be agitated about, and then you in the butt heads. Well, it's interesting though, to sit in that chair as you've done and, uh, and to see the reaction and lack of reaction to various things. And th the next issue that's going to come up, <clears throat> excuse me, which uh, the federal government has mandated is that when we have a census, which we just did, and we're expecting to get the results, I believe, in about three weeks. Yeah, four days earlier, I heard on the news. Four days four earlier days than earlier. they thought. But they're still way behind where it's Way behind. 
then we have to redistrict. I bet you're going to get people in there for the redistricting. Very possible. We have to make sure that each each district is equal. Population-wise? Population-wise, okay? Or very within plus or minus a couple of percent. Uh, my district is going to have to be reduced because my district is the biggest – has the biggest growth in the county. Um, <clears throat> if you go out Old Airport Road through Taberna, out the back of yeah, Taberna, yeah, 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 there's yeah. a new development back there. I don't even know what it's <clears throat> called. That must have two or three hundred homes in it. Um, all these people have been added to my district, in addition to all the new homes in Carolina Colors. Um, I, you see out of Carolina colors, they're doing, remember, remember back in the like 2007, 2009 or 2010, you couldn't give that property away. Right now and, they're building homes like crazy out there. So my district's going to have to shrink. Some other districts are going to have to grow. We're going to be laying out maps and arguing over, well, let's move this district. Let's move that district. That's going to be happening starting, uh, in a couple of weeks. And, of course, we had to hire a company to assist us with that, to make sure that what we're doing is legal because you, you've, you've got minority districts and you've got non-minority districts. So that's the next big issue that we as commissioners are going to be dealing with. And we've already set aside four days where we will be all day um, uh, dealing with how are we going to change the boundaries and we got to keep each commissioner living within their boundaries. You can't move the line so that a commissioner is no longer within his or her boundary. And uh, you know what? What you just said there takes us back to. I mean, and, uh, takes us back a little bit to the CRT thing. But you know, if we're looking to, if we're looking to um, un- unbuild what we've built in the past, which were racist districts, this and that, and the next thing. Even the fact that you're sitting there saying, "Hey, we're going to have to argue and, and make sure that our districts are racially sensitive," and, and you know, doing that—that's a—that's a—that's implementing, and it's kind of undoing what has been done in the past by making sure that everybody has a voice. Yeah. And and that's you know, CRT teaching little kids versus going to the top and saying, "Hey, we're going to make sure that the processes from the top are fair." And and that seems to me like uh, something that you guys are implementing and very aware of. Well, we have to. It's only right. And that's the point, Denny. You know, I've never known you to do anything that wasn't only right. Well, my wife could tell you some things maybe that I've done that aren't right. But Diane, give me a call. I would like to hear them right now. <laughs> I will not have you disparage St. Denny to me. I just won't have it done. <laughs> well, it's my goal to always try Sainthood? to do what's right. To do what's right. Oh, all right. Hey, the other thing is... I don't. I, oh, good God Almighty! It's it's. Uh, we got 13 minutes, but um, have you heard of this uh, this COVID thing? Yeah, the, the COVID thing uh, certainly has changed our lives, hasn't it? It has changed our lives. What do you know about this COVID thing, and then and especially this uh, Delta variant that's coming to um, to Craven County? Well, all I know is that uh, Scott Harrelson, who's our county health director, uh, has told us that the Delta variant is in our county. I don't know if it's one or two. It's very few at this point, but it is here. And apparently it's pretty contagious. Um, Our count 
uh, was down to like eight new cases a week back in May, excuse me, May or June. And now I think the last count I saw, we had 40 new cases in a week. What, well, what accounts for that? It, it would have to be. That. Don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, it's, it, it seems like it, I'm not a doctor, but if you're down to eight and now you jump to 40, it may have something to do with the highly contagious new variant. I, I, don't, I don't know. Could I, be. I think um, that I don't think there's any panic because a large number of our uh, residents have been vaccinated. Did you get your vaccine? I did. I've been vaccinated. Not against uh, COVID, rabies, uh, distemper, yeah. um, other things. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I mean, <laughs> that, makes, that makes me feel a little yeah. better. Yeah, uh, no bites. Um, so I think a lot of people, you know, probably half the county uh, adults have been vaccinated. I'm guessing something like that. So uh, that, that puts us in a much better place than we were a year ago. And uh, you, I, I'm really not, uh, not, I don't know why all of a sudden this thing has jumped up. And do we do we do you know where we can get people can get vaccinated? Call the health department. Go you go get vaccinated right there. At the health department? Mm-hmm. The Craven County Health Department. Yeah. On News Boulevard. Yeah. And you just call them and say, Hey, I want to get vaccinated. Uh, they'll, they'll give you an appointment. I think the hospital does it also. And I also saw we, you can make an appointment at the Walgreens on Martin Luther King. I was just gonna say Walgreens does it. Um uh, uh so you got Harris Wal- Teeter does it too. Harris Teeter Publix. does it? Yeah. Oh, good. I, I'm a Vic customer. I'll take three. <laughs> Who does it? Harris Teeter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So most places that have a pharmacy will give you a vaccine, give you the vaccine. It's free. So people that haven't been vaccinated certainly can go get it done. All right. You know, yesterday, you know, I had to drive down to Carteret and it gives me a chance to actually talk to people on the phone. So I called my dad and um, we we're talking about the, the pandemic versus uh uh, you know, I asked him about when he was growing up, you, you guys had polio mm. and he started t- talking to me about polio. And I said, that had to have been terrifying, too. My mother made us take a nap because the belief was that if you got plenty of rest, that you were unlikely to get polio. So I was I remember that. I remember those days. Uh, yeah, that's why she made you take a nap, not because mom was sick of you. You know, it's the polio. <laughs> Stop well, yelling. No, she made oh, us, yeah, it's she, the polio. Take a nap for four she, hours in the afternoon. She made us come in to take a nap. We were out. We weren't in under her feet. We were out. We went out in the morning and came in at night. Yeah, they hadn't really invented in of doors back then. Everybody was right. out of doors. And we didn't have a television. Or air conditioning, probably. No air conditioning. So, I don't want to be in. Yeah, nobody wants to be in that hot house. You go in at night to sleep. But Doing what? Right. Watching what no. is going to be a television in 40 years? No. Now it's just a wall. <laughs> and that's boring. So your dad was right. We, we, uh, polio was a big fear. And uh, uh, there are people that got it were, um, that for the rest of their life, they suffered as a result of that. Maimed, crippled. He told me about someone in an iron lung. Yep. And I think FDR uh, that was why he was in a wheelchair, if I'm not mistaken. I think he had polio. I'm not, I'm not sure. But or I think his he... wife may have found out about one of his affairs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's there's some there's some there's some uh, discrepancy in the history there. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not disparaging. Yeah. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> Mayor, the views expressed by Lee are probably ridiculous. <laughs>
No. Or, no. So uh, right now, no reason to panic with the COVID coming up? I don't think so. I think, I think uh, if you're not vaccinated, you uh, probably should be. That, that would be my, my advice. Well, someone asked me, you know, because I did get vaccinated, and they're like, weren't you afraid of the vaccine? It's untested. It's on this, it's on that. I said, you know, it may be untested, but COVID is tested, and it kills. Yeah. You know, all I need to know is that COVID is tested. COVID will kill you if, if it wants to. And the vaccine appears to keep people. Well, what about the long-term effects? I know what the long-term effects of death are. And uh, I don't like those effects. Right. I have a friend who um, sat across, directly across from me at a uh, men's Bible study every Tuesday morning, right across the table at the Country Biscuit. And he got COVID, and he died. And uh, he had diabetes was his only <clears throat> his only health issue, but it, it didn't slow him down. Um, and then another friend of mine um, just now is back, kind of back to life. He spent he went in and val- on Valentine's Day and spent eight weeks on a re- on a ventilator, which they say when you get on a ventilator you probably are going to come off and go to the funeral home. But he got off of it, went to a rehab, and now is slowly. I mean, he is a shell of what he was physically. And so I've seen what it can do, and it's not, it's not pretty. No, so go, go. I mean, we should, have, we should have been getting vaccinated all along, but now with this Delta thing here in, in, in Craven County, go, go do your part, and, and let's make all of Craven County Healthy. I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican or a communist. Well, yeah, go get your go get your shots and let's protect let's protect each other. Agreed. All right. Hey, um, let me see, because we we can't even afford apparently batteries for our clock up there, so we don't know <laughs> what time it is. It is five minutes. Yeah, we can't even afford batteries. You look, Denny. You got like two bucks, so Eric can go get a a battery. Well, I can ask, help Eric with that. I got batteries at home. I'll bring them over. Five minutes. Five minutes. All right. So uh, aside from that, thank you for thank you for coming in. Anything, anything uh, fun and exciting you guys are doing? Are you going out tractorizing anything this weekend? <clears throat> with your big, with your tractor that's bigger than my tractor. My tractor is bigger than yours, but yeah, what are you um, do? Uh, nothing special going on this weekend. Diane and I are going to celebrate our anniversary here in a couple of weeks. We're Which gonna one? Going to get away? I don't remember exactly. Diane, turn your radio off. Uh, it's it's your sixty fourth. No, it's our fifty seventh. I was close. Fifty seven. Fifty seven. What's yeah. what's the what's the secret? Uh, to what? To being married for fifty seven years. Turning down your hearing aid. <laughs> just say yes. Just say yes. Whether you mean it or not, or do you have to mean it? You just say yes. That's all. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. Like that? Yeah. Yes, pumpkin. <laughs> yes, dear. If you say yes, it's you have a better chance than if you don't. But uh, uh, we've had a lot of fun together. We've, uh, uh, as you well know, we've moved many, many, many times, and she's always been uh, very willing and uh, supportive of what was my career and and uh, and the many moves. We we lived in eight states and uh, uh, moved. 17 times. Well, and, so. and Denny, you know, and I've, I've kind of learned this late in life and I've kind of learned this late in life, but, and I never understood, you know, you, you hear it, you hear it, you hear it and you hear it growing up and everybody's always on the, on the, uh, up on there preaching it. 
if you God, husband and wife, kids, then everybody else. Yep. And you, you know, whether whatever you believe in, whatever you believe in, um, and and I happen to do that, and I'm not good at it. Very, you're much better at it. But if you if you go, all right, God, give you know on the on the hierarchy, God, then your partner, your spouse, your your spouse, your wife, your husband, kids, everybody else. That is just a three thousand year old. Uh, that is a three thousand year old lesson for success. It is, and the fear I have about our current generation is, well, first of all, <clears throat> in too many cases, God is left out, but the kids become the priority, the center of the family, instead of the parents being the center, and the kids are on the periphery. And uh, too many parents are ch- just, they, they worship their children, and uh Everything is about the kids. What would you like, honey? What do you want for breakfast, my dear? I don't remember my mother asking me what I wanted for breakfast. She prepared it, and I ate it. And if I didn't want to eat it, I could figure it out myself. But that's not the way the, 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 a lot of the young parents operate. And uh, it's a little concerning. It, well, and it, it's just when you have a prescription that has worked to keep societies together, whether societies across the world you have a prescription that works and i was one of those people denny it came came to me late um it came to me late i'm only discovering it now uh last year two years god parents kid everybody else and that's you know uh, that lesson good thing that god's patient or else he would have smote me down in a uh, with a pillar of salt by now. Honest to God, the, 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 he's just a patient God. Or else I would have been smoted, smited, whatever. And he's like, "All right, we're going to teach you again." And the lessons become increasingly um, painful, more painful. <laughs> it's like, "All right, all right, I get it, I get it. Yeah. I should, yeah, I, I, you should have got me a shot collar a long time ago, God." Yeah. Anyway, I, I don't want to, I don't want to go off. It's, congratulations on your, congratulations on your anniversary. Uh, congratulations to Diane. Um, thank you, Denny Booker, for for coming in and and just informing us of what was going on. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you for your service to to our county, and thank you for your level head. I appreciate that. Thanks. Welcome. All right, guys. Hey, uh, what are we gonna do? You haven't the foggy. We're gonna see them on the sidewalks, and you'll see Denny on the sidewalks. That's how we always sign see out. You on the sidewalk. We'll see you on the sidewalks. Sabrina, happy hunting for whatever it is you're hunting. And uh, we'll see you next. We'll see you back here next Friday. Okay. Danny, thank you so much. You're I love you so much.